Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 51 of the Bonehead Podcast, where we talk all things Blood Bowl. Welcome back. I'm Ben, and once again, I'm joined by Blood Tithe Ben. Hello, hello. How you doing, man? You okay? Yeah, really good. Really good. How things... <laughs> that sounded horrendously <laughs> unconvincing. I genuinely, I'm pretty good. I am uh, 100% convinced. Uh, <laughs> anyway, you, you know, you get to play with uh, printing all the time. It can't be that bad. Yeah, no, it's pretty good, especially with the uh, you know, printing scene is getting bigger and bigger. Man, Patrons are rising. Honestly, I just don't. I wouldn't even know where to start if I picked up a printer. And you keep yeah. dropping how cheap they are into our group chat now. <laughs> just to spread out all the jobs, you know. Oh man, well I think so. I think so. There's so much. There's so much. Anyway, Ben, um, thanks very much for joining me again. What are we talking about on episode 51? Um, we're going to be talking about Blood Bowl 2020 star player points and our top five twi- top five best teams in Blood Bowl 2020. Also, yeah. the usual games, hobby, and star players. No, absolutely fantastic. Yep, as Ben said, we're going to look at SPPs for the new uh, new system uh, because it probably one of the biggest changes out there. And is, yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's worthwhile doing like a a deep dive on that. And then because why not speculate? We're both going to go through our our choice for the top five best teams in Blood Bowl twenty twenty. So our top five. Yeah, <laughs> objective. Our top five, in our opinion, of the best teams. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad to see that you and I have not 100% matched up on this as well. So that's that's quite good. Yeah, I'm quite surprised, honestly. But... Uh, yeah, well, I think I think I just may have been wrong. Uh, so <laughs> anyway, that's fine. Uh, right, let's start off with some Blood Bowl news. Okay, so Blood Bowl news. Um... We've not got a huge amount, Ben and I were talking before the show. So there's the Norba Miniatures Bretonian Kickstarter that's been delayed until the end of September. We've got the Amazon one that includes the STL files that Ben's printed. That's mm-hmm. not happening until the end of September. We've got another one where... Uh, I'm not sure how much we're allowed to actually talk about it, Ben, but you printed off some of it today and... I like what I'm seeing so far. It's not miniatures, it's something else. So that, again, is coming out later on. I will be doing a video review of what we've got. Um, So that's all coming out soon. And we've got another one that is coming out very soon. So this podcast is airing on Saturday the 29th, no, 19th. And this one here, the Zenit Miniatures um, Thousand Faces Cult goes live on Thursday the 17th. So when this podcast drops, you will be able to jump on Kickstarter or, or follow the, the link if you've not already seen it and have a look at the Thousand Faces Cult. So it's listed as a thing that can be run as Norse, Human, Chaos, uh, Renegades, and I think something else. Is there a fourth team in there as well? Uh, I can't remember. There's a there's a rat, but I think that was just the one for Renegades, right? Uh, Norse, Renegades, Human, or Chaos. So, Zenit Miniatures, uh, they've done some stuff before. I can't see if they've done a lot of Blood Bowl stuff, but they've been dropping some of the miniatures. Now, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll be able to see some of the bits. It looks like a Rat Ogre. It looks like a couple of Oni, Ogres. Yep. Uh, yeah, and, very Oni style. Yeah, and an actual Ogre Ogre. So, 
it looks like they're going to have some very interesting big guys. We don't have prices. So there is a Kickstarter, like, click here to be reminded, but there's no details on it. Normally we get access to a draft, don't we, Ben? Yeah. Yeah, usually they, you know, people give some feedback on what they've seen so far and stuff like that. We haven't seen that just yet. No. So just going through and having a look at some of the pictures. Sculpting looks good. Uh, painting looks fine for the example miniatures. It is a a kind of barbarian mix of barbarians and blood bowl. Like, yeah, there's sort of a bit of like Japanese influence in it. Yeah, like you said, there's like the Oni, but there's also kind of samurai-esque stuff. Oh, I can see that um, with the. Oh man, this is going to sound uh, insensitive, but the kind of um, uh, dresses or the skirts or the yeah you know, the the long legwear, the baggy legwear. I mean, it's 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 quite. You know what, Ben? It's kind of war cry this style. Uh, yeah, it really reminds me a lot of that actually. Like the iron golems, you see that as well and stuff like that. Yeah. Oh, there's some other stuff there, but I think that's going back to July. Yeah, it is. So we've got a Kickstarter coming, and we know nothing about it. Um, <laughs> so keep an eye mm-hmm. out for that on Thursday. Uh, there's people asking if it's going to be STLs, and there's no responses yet. So we will just have to wait and see. But the big guy looks cool. The only looks cool. The style looks really good. I'm just really hoping the price is going to be um, reasonable. We've seen a lot of high price kickstarters and uh i think that's why i'm so excited for the normal one Ben. yeah i know it's it's just when you've seen that and you've seen the sort of price point it can be it's just like suddenly the bar's getting lower and lower i feel maybe it's oh. a bit of pressure on the creators that wouldn't surprise me if there was but yeah if we can get uh you know teams for for 30 pounds i just that would be crazy. Oh, then we're in. Then I'm in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so there's uh, yeah, Thousand Faces Cult from Zenit Miniatures. Uh, the other thing to mention, I think we've probably already covered this on the podcast. Can I get out of this and sort the page over? I can. So uh, Winter Chalk has dropped two miniatures. We may have mentioned it. We may not have. If you follow us on YouTube, you would have seen... Um, both the unboxing videos for the Wood Elf Dryad, which 10 out of 10 can be used for Willow Rosebark, and is actually a really lovely model. Um, and model so much. the other lovely model is the Wood Elf Thrower. So there's no Wood Elf team. Um, it is just an individual thrower, but that thrower miniature is one of the most detailed resin models I've seen cast, especially by Windsor Chog. And uh, it just would work brilliantly as Glorial Summer Bloom which, again, is pretty great. So if you're after some uh, some star players without paying Forge World prices, they're only £8 each, these. Um, That's so good. For the quality as well. Like, yeah, like you say, it's like the best resin around, really. It really is. And I cannot wait to find some spare time to paint them because they're just really fun and the quality of them. They look... Oh, Ben, you've hooked me up with some 3D printed stuff and they look 3D printed. They're not. They're resin cast, but they've just got that element of unbelievable dynamism and it's yeah. a kind of nonsense. You can only get from 3D printed stuff. Now, I think he's a digital printer. Um, he's a digital sculptor, so digitally sculpts, then prints them, and then breaks them down into little pieces and casts them as resin. And for £8, if you want a star player, most excellent. I've got to pick a couple of these up, I think. You know, I don't have a wood elf team, but maybe this will make me start one. Well, it's a shame we've got the high elf team because I'm a big fan of their high elves. I mean, some of the models look a bit peculiar, but some of them look absolutely amazing. The blitzers, uh, oh, I'm a big fan of the troll, the ogre, the giant, the crocs. Oh, oh. the crocs are so good as well. I forgot that existed. Yeah, yeah, so much good stuff. Got to stop looking at this because it's going to make me want to yeah, buy. Yeah, this stuff. is this is bad. This is bad. This is bad. But for miniatures, <laughs> for miniatures news, 
that is it uh we've got just a the regular check-in on a couple of things so mega bowl is coming up still a little while away which is wonderful six weeks six weeks on saturday so when you're hearing this there is six weeks left to go so you can still sign up i think we've got uh 11 or 12 coaches signed up now which is brilliant there is a cap at 30 and we will have to change the rules ever so slightly we haven't 100 percent firmed it up by the time this podcast comes out you may have had an update i'm not sure i'm hoping to put something together on thursday basically uh because of the rule of six which is um not a games workshop rule ah which is a shame um we are going to have to run the tournament in groups of six coaches essentially uh so it haven't 100 percent finalized how we're going to run it um i mean part of me is quite excited by it because we can set up little groups and actually it gives a really good way for us to give out more prizes it's quite quite a fun idea yeah, yeah. it'll be different and we've all uh well we've all i've i've talked about a couple of times before like some kind of team dynamic i mean i think it was when we were looking at, at beachhead which was now eight months ago <laughs> <laughs> it was like eight years oh man what a year what a year yeah we're talking about like having different um like factions or something and having a kind of impact on it and and having the groups might actually be quite a an interesting way of doing it um but again haven't nailed down exactly what we want to do but we'll let you guys know as soon as we can but the great thing is that as it stands at the moment the event is going ahead so even i think i think i'm really excited about this because one if the coronavirus situation flares up again like it has done throughout the country it may be the last chance to play Blood Bowl till next year. And um, I think it might be the last chance to play Blood Bowl as it is now, Ben. Yeah, I mean, for, for a lot of people, their leagues won't be getting up and ready till like next year because obviously public space is closed down and stuff like that. So if like if this does go on and we get a chance to play Blood Bowl 2016, like one last hurrah, and then everyone moves to 2020, you know? I think it's like a, nice. it's like a... It's like a Blood Bowl 16 farewell tour, especially the way we're doing it because we've got secret teams, we've got mixed teams, we've got sevens. And those are all things that we just simply don't know what they're going to look like in the new iteration of Blood Bowl. Um, Mm -hmm. Mixed mixed teams should be pretty fairly straightforward. Secret teams, we don't know what's going to happen to them. I mean, we just don't know. And sevens shouldn't change too much, but again, it's going to be different. And with the kickoff table, what's the seven situation going to look like? Um, I, I'm very much looking forward to one kind of last big old school Blood Bowl event before next year. And I think next year is going to be all about just the new normal, which is going to be the passing stat and uh, staying away from your opponent. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no more, no more handshakes at the Blood Bowl table. No, no, no handshakes, no sharing dice, no sharing miniatures. It's uh, it's pretty tricky. So, yes, as it goes to Blood Bowl news, I think that's basically all we've got this week. Um, but I'm sure if you're listening, you, you probably follow us on Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or on YouTube. And we will keep you apprised. And as you all very well know, if there is some kind of big update or big news release, we'll put a news flash on the, um, on the podcast feed. So, yeah. Now, let's talk about some fun bits. Let's talk about some hobby, Ben. Ben. 
Okay, it's the hobby section, but there's just a couple of things we did want to mention that we missed out of the news. The first is that our short story competition is still open. It's open to the end of the month. <laughs> the thing that reminded me to remind you is that we literally just got an email uh, with two cool sounding stories in there. We have said recommended word limit 3000 words, but whatever works for you guys. Really, we are just after some exciting Blood Bowl stories. And um, I'm sure you've heard us talk about it before, but uh, it's going to be judged by a black library author and ourselves. And uh, the winner will win a custom Maelstrom mat and we'll be doing audio versions of some of the best stories. Um, so, yeah, get involved and just flex those writing muscles. And Ben, you had a little update for us as well. Yeah, on the last episode, I mentioned um, the uh, snotling video, painting video. Uh, got done it all, got it all recorded. I was editing it, finishing it off, and then my computer was pretty much just like, nope, can't do that. So I've changed my software. Um, it was the software's like being slow and difficult. So there's a little bit of a delay on that, so I'm just going to do it when I can. Um, so sorry if you're looking for that. Not quite ready yet. So what we've seen so far of the video looks really, really cool. So it's definitely worth waiting for. It's something that we've not had on the uh, on the channel before. So I'm yeah, really it's quite new. Hopefully, with more and stuff, more attempts in the future, we sort of iron out the kinks, get used to it, and yeah. Hey man, video editing never, ever, 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 ever goes to plan. If you're watching on the YouTube <laughs> version right now, you can see that I'm having significant problems with my lighting. And uh, if you've watched any of the team. Um, the starting rosters videos you'll know that, uh, that that's not a new problem and it's yeah it's all because my overhead light got damaged when we did the move and now i'm stuck with this weird glow that i can't get rid of anyway that doesn't matter so blood bowl hobby ben it's been a long few weeks since we last recorded i think um yeah or at least feels like that it does um, we've had the snotlings land it just so much is going on at the moment what have you been up to I've I've made some more progress on the snotlings. They're not done yet. Um, they're getting there along with the trolls, which still aren't done. I'm going to sort of get the snotlings up to speed with the trolls, the progress I've made, and then sort of finish them all off at once. Um, yeah, no, I actually haven't painted a huge amount. I've done some 40k. Um, I'm still playing 40k Crusade when I can with a friend. Um, so I've done a bit of that. But in terms of Blood Bowl hobby, it's, it's just more you know, painting tiny little gribblies. So Ben's forgotten to mention that he's printed out at least one entire Blood Bowl team. It wasn't for him. Oh, that is true. <laughs> that, that is very true. Yeah, I got to see that on Sunday when we also played two games of Blood Bowl 7s together. Yeah. So we, we wrapped up recording Season 2 of 7 Super Series, so that should be out soon. In fact, I, I, everything going well, it should be out tomorrow if you listen to this podcast. It should be out on Sunday the 20th, so... Hopefully, again, we've talked about video editing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you never, you <laughs> never know. Wrong. But that was cool. So, hobby-wise, I have built Willow Rosemark. I've built Glorial Summer Bloom, both from Windsor Chog. Built all the snotlings, and I've been having a great time painting them. Um, and I know you can't see that on the camera, but I'm actually very happy with my paint scheme. They they look great, honestly. They paint up so quickly. They I do, yeah, it is quick. I'm, I'm hoping that by, am I working Sunday? I don't know. By Sunday or Monday, I should have the team painted, the team done, which including the trolls. Uh, yeah, I mean the trolls are nice. 
they're, they're already undercoated and and shaded and stuff uh it's not a huge amount it's not it's not a great look it's not going to be a great looking team but the, the models themselves are going to carry my lazy paint job and that's uh, it does look really good you, don't, you have done a very <laughs> yeah. good job even if it's lazy paint job you can't tell it is it is it is i'm just i'm just so excited for them i'd say they, they're just so much fun and i need more to finish off my underworld team um and man the the ridiculous thing i did this week is i very nearly bought a bunch of uh, aos brutes like from or Uruk brutes from age of sigma um yeah because i i don't i don't want to wait for the black orc team to land <laughs> uh so i got my goblins out from my uh, underworld team and i was like right, i got these six i could paint them up i could get a box of brutes that's five black orcs i could paint them up then i could use the black orc team fortunately the guys in our group chat were like but just just wait just wait there are yeah. many <laughs> other teams to play with just just wait i mean we don't know when the box set's coming it could be two months away but uh, yeah it was wise it was wise there's plenty to paint so i actually luckily avoided that um, so I can still focus on my trolls and the snotlings. And you then... always try black orcs on a roll twenty or something like that. If you want to give them a go, that is a very interesting idea. We probably should. Ooh, we could get a black orcs versus nobility game going. Oh, let's do it. Oh, we Not should do that. All right, cool. Listen out for that. Look at look. Follow us on something so you can see what we're doing. Um, so that was hobby. Ben, games played. Played any blood bowl. Yes, we both played Blood Bowl, as you aforementioned a minute ago. Um, oh, that was awesome. That was that was really good fun. Um, it was for Seven Super Series, which we have, or, yeah, will be reviving. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, like you say, it should be out the, maybe the day after um, this episode. But, I'm, I'm, oh, man. I'm sure it can. But what was yeah. it like? So you, was it... You've, you, yeah, you've played a game of tabletop. One game, I think. One game. Lockdown. One game of Blood Bowl 2020. This was my first tabletop blood bowl, and it, you know, it's so nice to be back. I think one of the first things I said when we were playing is just like, you know, I don't have to declare a pass action every time because <laughs> I should. Yeah. But I don't in, have to. In fact, I've been editing the first game we played, and at one point you're like, uh, I can't see the tackle zones. Like, where, where's the grid? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I tell it's, you what, it's very different. The, the hardest thing for me was trying to go back in time and play using the current rule set as it is. Yeah, because we've done so much work, and this episode is going to expand on that. And looking at 2020 and the rules changes and everything, I was like, um, uh, "What's the passing stat of a workout? Uh, yeah, <laughs> how yeah. does this work? Oh, it was crazy, but it was wicked to play some sevens. Um, it was great to play with some some secret teams. I mean. Yeah, I've missed that team. Haven't seen them in almost a year. Yeah, well, yeah, I know. It's nice to have them back where they belong. And uh, so we've got two games coming up for you. It's the Ware team versus Ethereal and the Treeman team versus the Marak, which is a kind of Kemri knockoff team. And it's great sevens fun. It's just great sevens yeah. fun. Um, they, they were some proper sevensy games, weren't they? <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> some good scores and some classic stunty action like oh it's just so much fun to play some games um yeah i mean thank you so much for having me around i mean we, we had to try and do a different camera setup to make sure that there was enough distance because you know historically on the show we'd buddy up but literally sit next door to each other yeah. behind the green screen and just like wedge <laughs> in um 
not the case anymore. So we ended up going and doing something different. We had a we had a I think camera. it worked though. I think it worked really well. It might be like we might see it more often in the future, even if you know lockdown stuff eases up. Like, I, I, I think it looks really good. I, I don't think lockdown's going to ease up. I think this yeah, is very uh, true. <laughs> wishful thinking. I'm being hopeful. <laughs> oh man, me too. I'm so I'm so hopeful that we can we can pull off um, Mega Bowl before things get really bad. And of course, I I'm not going to shy away from the fact that if it starts to look ropey then we will pull it because nothing is yes. important as people's safety um i just not but i work in retail and uh one of my stores let's just say not that the panic buying is back but things are pick, picking up significantly like I, I i was off for a few days last week with tiff and um i got back to work and i was like wow sales are really good and i kind of looked at when they got bigger and looked at when the government announced the rule of six and i was like oh i see what's happening here uh yeah <laughs> it's like oh good oh All same essential good. stuff that's going oh, off the shelves just yeah. so much toilet roll um <laughs> genuinely like people are buying four packs over it's 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 interesting it's interesting to see how the public reacts and uh it's kind of it's kind of carnage but yeah, hopefully we can get Mega Bowl in and hopefully everything calms down and the, the lockdowns have kept everything safe and we can return to some kind of normality. Um, because, I yeah. don't know, it's just it's just too much fun. But yeah, thank you so much for, for having me around, Ben. And no, no problem. It's great to play those games. Um, but we have talked about and speculated and mulled up so much to do with Blood Bowl 2020 and we're going to carry on now on this episode we're going to look at the new SPP system so player advancement it's changed significantly and we really wanted to do a deep dive on it so that we could uh, just break it down so that you can catch up by listening or watching the show and um, then you can get really really excited for a season that may not be here just yet so (laughs) Uh, we'll take a quick break and we'll be back with SPPs Blood Bowl makes a very cool video game. It makes a very cool tournament game. It is not the uh, most fair or it's not chess. It's it's random. There's tactics and there is skill, but it is random. But really, I think everybody would agree that the best thing about Blood Bowl is doing the league, man. Oh, hell yeah. You know, building up your players, your team, it's yours. You know, it's every team is unique. Unless, and your players. Unless you're you take block on every hook. <laughs> yeah, I know, bless yeah, him with his Almost every built. team is unique. <laughs> so the coolest thing about Blood Bowl is, is that league element, is developing your players, developing your team, building identity. And the, the crux of that has always been the SPP system, so star player points. So historically, it was uh, you just leveled up at set points and your type of upgrade was completely randomised. Now it has changed in Blood Bowl 2020 to what can only be described as a like a, 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 a an XPP buy system, Ben. Yeah, pretty much. Um, it's very different. It's very different. It, it is. We touched on it before. We'll talk about it in depth there. Now, at first, it uh, when it was first launched, we thought, oh, that's a cool little shake-up. But actually, it's got more akin now to some of the role-playing games, so some of the Dark Heresy role-playing games and things like that, yeah. and the War Machine ones. You get experience points, and then you choose how you want to pay them. And Blood Bowl now is very much like that, so it's going to completely change how you develop your teams. And what we want to do in this segment is just bring you up to speed on what's occurring, 
give some anecdotal advice and really just set the playing field ready for season two of Blood Bowl. So before we go into how you spend it and what you get for spending it, we're going to talk through very quickly earning SPP. So a lot of it hasn't changed, which is good. You still get one point for a completion, two points for a casualty, three points for a uh, touchdown. There's a couple of other changes, though. So you get four points for an MVP now instead of the five. And the rulebook does say that it is completely random. Um... It's randomly allocated to whoever played the game for your team, including stars and people who died. So the last iteration was choose three players, roll a d3. And I think most leagues are going to stick with that. So, Ben, MVP allocation, what do you reckon? The full team random or the d3? No, I, I really like the d3. I think it gives you an element of choice while still not being like completely, you know, this player gets four SPP, which will just be too much. Um it kind of really sucks in Blood Bowl 2 when one of your dead guys gets MVP. It really feels like it's setting you back a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. That said, I think you've hit the nail on the head. Tabletop, I love the D3 method. And that is because you get one game of Tabletop a week on a great run, really, you know, realistically. Yeah. Our league gets two to three games in a month. So that's two to three games every five weeks. It, you kind of you can advance your players a bit quicker that will you want to advance your players a bit quicker to get that identity as sooner um on online versions though fumble blood bowl 2 blood bowl 3 coming soon you kind of you can cram in six games a day if you want you know you yeah. can you can cram in two games a night with you know no massive iteration that's an hour and a half like that's fine you can you can double it and uh, digital is quicker so it's the it's the it's the sense that like no matter how bad the game has gone for you it's the one thing that will always give you progress or a sense of progress yeah like you know you always have your mvp your, your winnings might be rubbish um your you know you might not have scored any touchdowns no completions but you will get the mvp and your team will develop in some way yeah that's why it's nice to actually get it on someone you care about and in our league we've used it as a, a catch-up mechanic as well so if you are you get yeah. an underdog bonus for extra mvps because the whole idea of spps is that the crowd are noticing something cool about the player and the player is starting to be more confident and allowing them to kind of actually i did this thing and the crowd loved it so i'm going to do this thing again i can do this thing it turns out all this time i could leap and you know i had tentacles since i was a child but i've never known how to use them until now that kind maybe of maybe a sponsor sees them and gives them some trainers for their sure feet you know <laughs> exactly exactly so uh, mvp has changed to four completions are the same touchdowns are the same casualties are the same interceptions have changed ever so slightly so the way you intercept is you roll to deflect. If you get a deflection, you get one SPP. If you convert that into an interception, instead you get two SPP. So interceptions stay the same, but there's a kind of smaller one on deflection. If you want a breakdown of how the passing rules have changed, check out our Blood Bolt 2020 rules change video on YouTube. It does cover that. So it will cover the kind of how the deflection and how the interception process works so spp most of it stayed the same mvp got a bit squiffed and there's a new one in the way of um <laughs> deflection but also if you score a super throw teammate and successfully land it so if it's a superb throw so roll of a six and you land then the throwing player actually gets one spp for a completion as well which I love is, that so much. I know. It's so good. That's going to help the big guys. 
really well big guys have got it interesting in this system i know we're going to expand on that in a second so yes that is how you earn them now let's have a look at what you can buy with them okay so when it comes to spending spp you no longer have to wait till you get six do you get 16 do you get 31 that's gone there is no no, that's not true there is a limit and we'll talk about that but basically you get that spp for a player and then you can use it to buy upgrades so let's talk through the first level so historically it's been i need to get to six spp so this guy levels up you can choose a random primary skill so primary is normal skills and secondary is double skills okay we're going to use those terms interchangeably because it's been 20 years so that's just not going to change for three spp you can take a random skill okay so you roll on a chart of so say you've got uh, say you're a human blitzer you've got normal and strength you've got general and strength you can say i'm going to spend three spp and going to take a random strength skill and you roll on a chart and that skill you get so for three spp that's half the historical one you can get that first skill instead you can pick from your skills for six spp which is exactly the same or you can spend six spp to take a random roll on one of your doubles charts if you want to choose a specific double it's 12 spp and then if you want to take a chance at rolling on the stat up table that's 18 spp so expensive yeah i mean What's the pro of this system, Ben, when it comes to this? The pro is is that for guys that care less about what they get, you get a, you can get some stuff way sooner. And also, vice versa, is stuff that you don't care about leveling up. You don't have to get stuff, like your goblins and stuff. Ben's um, exactly right there. So we, we said they don't need to take a skill, but you do need to take a skill when you get to that maximum chart. So 18 SPP for the first level. Once you get to 18, you have to take a skill at that point. So a player, yeah, so I think you, you kind of said you, you can get randomly choose a stat up. Isn't it correct that you or if you don't like the stat up you rolled, you can choose a secondary? Yep, you pick a double. As well. yeah. So yeah. you can roll for a stat and if you don't like it because it's of no use then you can choose a, a cool, a cool yeah. double. Now, I think we are going to league that to make sure that our players can take a normal if they don't want a double. Um, so yes, does it not say that in the rules then? Does uh, it say it has no. to be a double? It oh, says, okay. may, may choose a secondary skill instead. And I'm like, I think I'd rather just take block. But, you know, that's fine. I guess I'll take dodge. It well, doesn't... yeah, I think that'll be sensible, right? <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. So for three, you get a random. For six, you can pick, or you get a random double. For 12, you can pick a double. For 18, you can pick a stat. That is at the first level. So there is a chart here. So experience, which is first level, veteran, which is second, emerging star, third advancement, star, fourth advancement, superstar, fifth advancement, and legend, sixth advancement. The cost goes up. So the random skill is three for the first, four for the second, uh, six for the third, eighth for the fourth, 10 for the fifth, and fifth for the last one now that's all random um choosing skills choosing your normal is 6 8 12 16 20 30 choosing a double is 12 14 18 22 26 40 and uh stat up is 18 20 24 28 32 and 50 so you've got multiple different routes to go and 
like Ben said, if, you do, if you're not that fussed about what the guy gets, you can take a primary. And let's look at that. So first one's three, second one's four, that's seven SPB total. The third one's six, that's 13. The next one's 18. So for 21 SPP, you can have one, two, three, four random skills. Old school, you'd have two level up rolls. Yeah. So if you're not that fussed by what your player gets, or you have, um, you have the skill trees that really benefit your type of player, you can advance them real quick if you are happy to roll. Now, I think there's going to be a load of chaos in underworld players who are just like, take a mutation, roll for it, because they don't care. All day, yeah. Because <laughs> it's thematic. <laughs> um, and I like that. I do like that. So that is the breakdown of spending SPP. So it's up to you. And this is where Ben said that the league uh, development of your team is going to be massively different. So on the one hand, you don't have to fire your stunties. Yeah, that that's that's a huge deal. I mean, it's always really annoying as a goblin coach who have to like, you know, your, your goblin levels up, but you really don't want it because you want to make sure you can afford a ripper or something. Yep. Um, yeah, and it, it and you know, you level them up. What do you give them? You might give them like a thirty player or something. Or was it sneaky get? Yeah. Um, but you won't really want more than one of those. Exactly. Yeah. So on the pro side, yes, if you take a stunty, you can save him up. If there is a specifically good double skill, so when we talked about Lizardman, we talked about the fact that actually you want a skink with sure hands. Now you want a chameleon yep. skink with sure hands. But um, you can just <laughs> save to 12 SPP and get that. You know, if you want to take horns on a gutter runner, now you just wait till you've got SPP, till you've got 12, and you can always take horns. You can always take guard on a dark elf blitzer when they get to 12. So it gets more fixed, but you do have to wait for a lot longer. And the number cruncher, we cannot wait to figure out the optimum path for this when it comes to at which point you take it. So do I save for my secondary first or do I get, you know, this, or do I, do I take the normal first and save for the secondary? I mean, loads it's gonna of be exciting. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think, I think in our league, we're just going to see um, the stunties save up forever and then have a crack at a decent stat uh, and we're going to see the crazy people take a random and the rest just play it tactically and that's the good side the bad side for me is that you lose that excitement factor of my goblin leveled up but now he's strength four you know <laughs> well, okay strength three but, yeah. yeah we're going to be seeing that so much less like we, we're going to be seeing double skills i think come up a lot more often because it's yeah. less spiky because now and now you can like guarantee you're getting a double um, so you're going to get some really interesting builds, but yeah, the stat ups they are strength up at least is really going to be oh, it's, it's, very rare. You are hardly ever going to see it, which is pretty cool. Now, I guess the question is, would you rather take two agility skills on a goblin or give it sure hands or block? You know, like yeah, it's the it's 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 less SPP, uh, which is really good and saves you bloat. Yeah. Anyway. That is spending SPP. Let's look at how much your player increases. So Ben mentioned the strength here. So you've got randomly uh, randomly selected skills, which actually cost you less now. So this is going to be really fun for league commissioners to keep a track of. Um, we've already so it's already <laughs> it's already on our our team sheet. We're all good to go. Um, so random normal skill is 10k. A chosen normal skill is 20k. Random double skill 20k chosen double skill 40k characteristic uh, characteristic improvement depends on the stat so plus one armor 10k plus one movement or passing 20k 
plus one agility, still 40, and plus one strength, 80k. 80. That's, that's so extreme. We were joking, weren't we, saying you can get a snotling now? Strength, a mighty strength two snotling, and he's, he's what, like 100k? 100k. 100k <laughs> for a strength two uh, titchy. Well, maybe. I, I could be on board with that. I, uh, <laughs> but we mentioned it that's a minute ago. It was exactly 1k. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, well, you know. But that that's yeah. it. You, you are going to miss that randomly. Oh, this dude's randomly edge four now. It's wicked. And uh, you're going to miss that. But if you do roll strength, yeah. because no one else is rolling strength ever, right? That 80k, mm-hmm. I think, is pretty fair because that 80k is representing how very special that player is. And yeah, I think this change in the meta cannot be understated when it comes to Blood Bowl 2020, is that Black Orcs are going to be strong forever. Like, you're not every, yeah. every other team might have a guy with a strength up, right? And that's just not going to be the case now. You 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 are going to have it is it is one in an awful lot who are going to save up 18 SPP at level one, right? It goes up and up and up to 50k um, for the later ones to get that strength up to get that agility up. To be fair, it's going to be a very special player, and I think I do think plus one strength is probably the best skill in the game now. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, if you have like a, a lizard man team or something like that, or like you say, a black orc team, or even just an orc team with your black orcs or your what they call now biggins. Yep, the buffs. You know, you roll, you roll strength. You get your strength five player and the nega trait. You're gonna be like, dude, oh, it's huge, yeah, definitely, absolutely I'm huge. Gonna, I can take eighty k for that. But if you don't, strength four is just gonna be massive forever. Yes, exactly. Um, I think in that regard, it's really good. Um, I like the way that you can just take a primary, take a random skill, and have it cost half. Um, yeah, I think that will protect you because you've got to roll on the entire tech tree. Uh, sorry, the, there you go. The entire skill tree, <laughs> and there's twelve skills in each category, so not all of them are useful for you. Um, it could be quite a, like we're, we're going to take a look at the full tree, are. but yeah, when you see it, it's it's very like oh, actually, like you think in your head, just like a oh, random skill for half the price. That's yeah, great. I could happily take that. Yeah, and then but, you see what you might get, and you're just like, is, yeah. There is a chance yeah, it's going to be wait. of no use and waiting that one more touchdown to get it uh, it could be really, really beneficial. So, the stat chart itself. We talked about how you're never rolling stats. So, uh, we'll just talk through the chart there for you. So, you're rolling a D16. Games Workshop seem to really want to use this dice, um, which is fine. Right, that's fine. <laughs> yeah. uh, here we Good go. Dice. It's very pretty. Uh, it's, yeah, definitely not the easiest to see, but that's okay. But hey, if you've got the snotting dice... Even harder, <laughs> which is brilliant. So, 1 to 7, improve either movement or armor. 8 to 13, improve either movement, armor, or passing. A roll of a 14, agility or passing. A 15, strength or agility. And 16, anyone you like. So, before we delve into the numbers on this, note that no characteristic can ever be improved more than twice or above the maximum value shown on page 28. Should you randomly select a characteristic that cannot be improved or that you do not wish to improve, the player may instead choose a secondary skill. Um, And I think it's really worth mentioning the movement is capped at 9, so gutter runners, they are not making any use of stat-ups unless you get agility at 14, to be honest. Yeah, honestly, so, it's 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 a bit unusual. 
Um, maybe they want to restrict the one turners. A I bit do more. not think that's a bad thing at all. Like, I, yeah, I've got two movements, uh, ten gutter runners, uh, <laughs> and I've had my select my fair share of Edge Five gutters. But you know what? It is much fairer for them to not. So in that regard, they get nerfed. Um, there is there is there is one player type I think who will just benefit from this, and we'll, we'll, I'm going to bounce back to that. But very quickly, if you want movement or armor, you have an 88% chance of getting it. If you want to improve your passing, you have a 50% chance of getting that. If you want to improve your agility, which remember now is just to dodge, catch, and leap, no, jump, uh, that's a 19% chance of getting that. And if you want strength, it's a two out of 16. Okay, so you've got twelve point five percent chance of getting strength. So you've got to save eighteen SPP. So six touchdowns, and you've got a one in eight chance of getting strength if you want it. Yeah, that's that's going to happen very rarely. You know, not even not even Saxby, not even Rich Saxby is going to be able to smash in yeah. a bunch of stat up increases like that. That's the thing uh, when you've got one. You know, you're either firing that player, which is going to be quite expensive anyway. Yeah. you know you're not going to be firing many people anymore no um and yeah then, then the next one is even more how much was the tier two for stat up uh 20 yeah so you got to do then another 20 so you're on what 38 yeah 38 imagine that, that two shots been... at a stat up yeah uh, you're right two shots at a stat up you're not guaranteed to get what you like now the player yeah. type ben for me well, for you, let's start. Let's start with your opinion. What player oh, okay. do you think is going to be a hundred percent to want a stat up? I'd say like a human blitzer. Okay, I don't think there's any bad one. Movement eight blitzer, yeah. Yeah. Passing three plus human blitzer, yeah. The cool uh, thing yeah. is you can you can yeah. you can fudge it, can't you? So, um, movement eight gonna be great. Armor nine, if you know, never really. Passing boost, you can, but instead of passing, you can take movement. Agility two plus human blitzer, that's not yep, bad definitely. either. And no one ever turned down a strength four human blitzer. No, definitely not. No way. So, so no matter what number you roll there, that blitzer gets better. And although we've already talked about the gutters, gutters don't roll stats. It's just if you can save up just for the opportunity. To get that plus that that one plus agility or that strength three gutter and then downgrade it to take a mutation if you want. Um, quite frankly, mm-hmm. I think with the gutters you just go straight for mutation. If you wanted agility one, yeah. you kind of just take two hands, uh, two two heads yeah. or extra arms, depending on what you want him to do. If you want a better strength, you just take horns. Like you're guaranteed. Or their skills make them better than the stats would really. Yeah, I think that's the 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 kind of crux to Blood Bowl 2020 is that skills. And player types determine the player's story now, rather than random stat increases. However, would you be up for a movement nine war dancer, Ben? Would you be up for <sighs> an agility one plus war dancer? Would you be up for a strength four war dancer? Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. I mean, yeah, they're going to be you know cost everything, but they're going to do everything. Nah, man. What we're going to see is wood elf is <laughs> wood elves just at least with one dancer just farm those touchdowns it's only six touchdowns for a war dancer that's two games <laughs> yeah you know all right and, i mean a war dancer is a human blitzer with extra steps but it's, it's just like, it's just no. it's just infinite um so yeah your war dancers i think 
have the ability to score touchdowns quickly enough to get that stat roll and then make use of whatever you roll, at least for the first one, because a movement nine war dancer, it's great. It's a bargain. Um, you know, and an edge one plus when you are leaping around is you're leaping on a two plus then, and that is the dream. And then strength four is just phenomenal. So uh, if I'm running wood elves, I'm probably just going to farm the spp for the war dancers and just make them epically hated uh you know you know you're going to get to 17 and they're going to get killed hey you just know hey, it, don't you? every time i give a, a skaven kick it dies so I, yeah. i'm i'm used to this definitely going to be seeing some dead war dancers you know people are going to go hard for them yeah so they're going to get scary and we need to bring that the bounty rules i think for league you know uh, oh, such a good idea. immediately if you kill a war dancer you get 100k i don't even it doesn't even matter yeah. just you get 100k <laughs> and a stat increase yeah that's a good idea bounties yeah. and blood bowl that's an episode oh yeah that is an episode we should do that so characteristic <laughs> improvements um got worse for some got better for some but it's going to cost you a load of SPP to do. So be aware of that. And last, but probably the most chunky part of this is looking at the random skill chart. So what Ben and I are going to do is we're going to look through the skills. So we give you kind of an idea of, okay, if I've got agility, what's is it worth taking a random agility or do I save up? So we're going to start with agility, then general, then mutations, then passing, then strength. And we're going to talk through whether they're good skills, whether they're bad skills, and who we think would benefit from a random roll. So agility, catch. What you what do you reckon, Ben? Yes or no? If you roll that randomly, catch is honestly pretty good. Like we've got to we've got to remember a lot of the agility players who might may go for it. You know, if you're going for a real crazy stunty build and you want your your goblins to level up really quickly for some reason, catch is often quite handy in stunties when you're going to throw a teammate right because well, you can like hand off to them and then. Yeah. No. You're, you're exactly right. There are three types of player that get agility. Stunties, yeah. catchers, and elves. Yeah. So with that in mind, catch, we like it. Diving catch, what do you reckon? Uh, Pro-elf catcher might like that. Um, Diving catch gives you plus one to an accurate pass. Catching, so increases yeah. your agility. So uh, any kind of... Anything with agility 3 plus is therefore going to be catching on a 2 plus from a diving catch plus gives you that cheeky roll to catch something around you. So not not something you would necessarily choose, but it, it, it could be worse. That's kind of medium. Catch is decent. Diving catch is okay. Yeah. Diving tackle? Yeah. Uh, that can be handy, I think. I've, I've seen, is it snotlings take hmm. stuff like that? Take diving tackle? Because you can really just get stuck in and be a real target. Oh yeah, it's great in a stunty league as well. So diving yeah. tackle can be good, but I don't really want to give diving tackle to one of my catchers. Um, no. Uh, dodge. No, most, yeah, dodge. Most people have got dodge already if you've got access to the agility. Now, if you roll a skill that you've already got, you re-roll. So that's something yeah. to bear in mind as well. Uh, defensive, which is the your guard doesn't count in my turn skill. I could be handy. I, just, I wouldn't like to roll it. I think it's so situational, um, especially as you're rolling usually early on. If you yeah. if you're only rolling at three SPP and you get defensive and no one's had time to develop guard yet, yeah, <laughs> is it an ability? Are they now the only team that start with some? Uh, no, no, no. Do they no. have it? No, no one starts with defensive yet. No one starts with that. I keep thinking, I keep mixing up Bretonians because they've got it right. No, no defensive know. is a brand no. new skill. The fend. Am I thinking secret Bretonians? I'm thinking fend. Oh, maybe. No, one I'm of the, thinking, I'm thinking the... um, guard story. Yeah. 
Yeah, no, no, you're right. It's the bodyguards. It always gets me confused. The OG bodyguards. Yeah, they snuck in there. Okay, jump up, however. Ben, you played with that on Sunday with your wares. Honestly, jump up is actually really good if everyone starts with it. If you're rolling it as your first skill, uh, I don't know. Ah, I tell you what, I tell you what. Jump up's great on stunties because they tend to get thrown and also yeah. punched into the ground. And it saves, it's, it's basically three free movement. Uh, and if you are a combat player, it gives you a block from being prone. So Rich gave it to his, uh, his Minotaur. So mm. he, whenever the Minotaur fell down from going for it on the frenzy or uh, from just being punched in the face, on a roll of like a, a four, a three, like a two or three plus, it could just block from prone. Uh, which was, I mean, it, but on your punchy player, are you going to be randomly rolling on agility? <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the question, you know? Well, I don't know. Dark Elf Blitzers, um, you know, not probably the worst if you want to take agility. But then, True, actually. Yeah. And we've got Leap, which is realistically dangerous on Edge 3 Plus. Reckless yeah, on Edge 4 lot, Plus. It's not the leap it used to be. It's not the leap it used to be. Uh, Safe pair of hands, which is if you fall over, no, if you get knocked over, but not if you trip, you can place the square the ball goes into. Again, another pretty good one for Stunty. Uh, Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. I mean, again, wouldn't pick it. Sidestep, though. (laughs) Sidestep is golden, I think. Definitely one of the best. Yeah. Sneaky get, great on Stunties, sucks on Elves. (laughs) really yeah. bad and then we've yeah. got there you've got a pair of absolutely brilliant ones which is sprint and sure feet so in the realm yeah. I, I don't think you'd ever turn down sprint or sure feet i think that's just brilliant so in the realm of agility you've got sprint sure uh feet sidestep uh dodge catch so that's five skills that are really good some interesting ones you'd be okay with diving catch diving tackle jump up leap uh you know can be good like that's kind of the medium for me and then you've got sneaky get safe pair of hands defensive which i just think are a bit garbage so that's that's i don't know you got it's just under half that you'd be pretty happy with and that yeah. but that includes dodge which you might already have which yeah which then just gives yeah. you a chance to re-roll it so agility for me not amazing for randoms uh but if you're willing to gamble then by all means you've got about a 50 percent chance of getting something you'll be happy with so that's that's yeah. okay. First skill, right? General. Um, this skill is very rarely taken. Block. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's really. There's not many players you wouldn't want block on. You know, I, in general, it's, it's the best skill, really. Yeah. To be honest, if you get block, you're happy. Like, oh, you got block. Yeah. That's boring, but <laughs> it's going to come but in if handy. If it's a block for 10k, is you know, if it's a normal, then... that's a bargain, isn't it? Yeah. Um, all right, dauntless. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. It's very niche. You see it sometimes really come come in handy, and some people genuinely pick it on a few players. Yep. Um, I've seen it taken on, like, halflings and stuff before. Dude, um, gutters with dauntless. Not bad at all. Yeah. Decent for, for ball hawking. Uh, dirty player plus one. There's not many people in general who really want that player. Yeah, I was going to say, if I'm putting this on a line... Right, I think this the general trait is now the lineman role, okay? Block, okay. awesome. Dauntless, why not? Dirty player, okay, fine. Fend, all right, it does a thing. Could be useful. Useful for anchoring cages. Good in that regard. Yeah. Frenzy, I love Frenzy. Uh, I've, I've, you know, corn team is a, 
<laughs> a team with friend, a lineman with frenzy, and it can be good. It can, you know, end the game in twenty minutes. But yeah, yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> one way or the other. Uh, yeah, kick Ben, kick. Oh, yeah, if you get a kick, then that that this is the one which I think is almost on block level. If it's like your first random roll, you're gonna be really happy with that. Uh, unless it's, but well, even if it's something like a gutter or a war dancer, for, frankly, I don't know why you're rolling random for a war dancer. Uh, but yeah. you know those kind of positionals, the agility or blitzer element elements, not great. But any kind of lineman or thrower, okay, ball carriers having kick yeah. means that they are useful on the receive and to kick away. So that's useful too. Pro now it's a three plus. I think that's a solid choice. Yep. Shadowing. That's a bad roll. <laughs> so you said it's the lineman tree, but it's also your strength four guys tree, isn't it? Uh, Getting shadowing yeah. on your lizard man. <laughs> you know? Oh, that's not you ideal. On that. <laughs> um, strip ball could be good, uh, depending on what you get. I mean, strip ball, sure hands, tackle, wrestle are the last ones. Uh, I think you can make that work. Sure hands, tackle, and wrestle will be good on whoever you put them on. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, that a sure hands again, like if you're all, if, but you know, yeah, sure hands if it's again your lizard man. Yeah, yeah, okay. not gonna want that. Yeah. So general, um, we got block. That's a solid one. Uh, I would say frenzy kick pro tackle wrestle or sure hands. So there's six or seven there that you're gonna be reasonably happy with, and I think there's only a couple you're not. So shadowing a dirty player. I mean, loads of people love dirty player, but if you roll it on the wrong person that's tough yeah i say for linemen it's a lot safer than the agility tree um or mm. strength four guys it's really risky yeah you only really want block maybe a tackle and it's you know pro probably worth saving up at that point for the six to choose from the general tree okay mutations mutations are fun so they're, they're bound to be random uh big yeah. big hand we love that for any kind of ball yeah. carrier ignoring ignoring everything yeah claws got nerfed but it's still not bad people are hating on the claw mighty blow combo and yes it is worse than it used to be but realistically all that means is you kind of get mighty blow on the armor and then mighty blow on the injury for the most part so just yeah. it's it's not bad it's just not as great as it was um disturbing presence i don't think is bad on anybody no that can always come in handy mm. you know it's always the one skill that pops up when your elf is trying to pull off some really sneaky stuff you're just like oh actually yeah that's a minus one yeah uh extra yeah. arms which is plus one to catch and plus one to pick up that's almost agility plus one yep for, for ball handling foul for appearance is a remarkably useful defensive skill i know it's only on a <laughs> on a one but ben <laughs> we've got some experience we've some the weekend. and you know what <laughs> when we remembered it you know it yeah it comes up it does seriously come up um it's not not the best one but uh, you know it's all right horns however absolutely solid um horns is amazing iron hard skin is going to do nothing for some players which one is that again it ignores claw basically so iron hard <laughs> skin roll that at the start randomly Ugh. and you know unless you've got a necromantic team in there you're like, it's not gonna come up often. yeah yeah okay cool so my uh my underworld snotling <laughs> got iron hard skin um yeah. <laughs> that one you might fire um monstrous mouth which is uh plus one to catch and then is it plus one to catch no it's a reroll for catch and counts as sure hands against strip ball so it's okay. kind of better catch i like that yeah yeah. Um, prehensile tail is great 
if your guy can stand next to somebody tentacles you know what tentacles is not ideal if you are low strength but it, it's more rolls and the more dice you make your opponent roll the more likely they are to fail something yeah definitely and it's not a turnover a fail but you know makes them consider it. well yeah if they're trying to dodge away with the ball or they're just trying to go for a blitz or they're just trying to do anything else boom that that action yeah. is over uh two heads plus one dodging everywhere that's really good yeah for most players if you've got a brawler could be useful if you've got a uh, catcher or a speed player useful to get away very long legs is going to be a tough one it gives a uh, plus uh, plus two i think for the deflection now and plus one or at least reduces the modifier of leap by one uh to a minimum of minus one for leaping and jumping so yeah it comes up more often than it used to so it's it's yeah yeah it is slightly better so uh it's a bit of a mixed bag isn't it really mutations i, I think overall this is probably probably and this is kind of like foreshadowing to the next i don't know actually this might be the one which i'm most happy rolling on with the players that get access to it mm -hmm. i think rolling on this is thematic and you're probably going to end up with something pretty useful i, I think you know yeah I, I think i don't think it's worth gambling if you want to get claw or horns i don't think it's worth gambling yeah. um i think it's worth saving up that extra six sp but if you've got some cheap players you want to take some mutations on just in case they get something cool this is like ben says the best way to do that and let's hit the passing tree. So accurate, which is plus one to quick and short passes. If you're... Mm -hmm. yeah, you, you, right, we're, I'm going to uh, bury the lead here. Passing, you only <laughs> want to be rolling this if you are a passer. Okay? Do, yes. There is, yes. Do not. Do not. Uh, so accurate, plus one to uh, short and quick. Cannoneer, plus one to long and long bomb. Cloudburster. Slightly less good than accurate, but yeah. Uh, what? I don't know, actually. Um I don't know. Uh, been, well, it depends. I've been thinking about this. So let's take the Skaven passer, the Skaven thrower. Uh, at the moment, it's 2 plus, 3 plus, 4 plus, 5 plus. If that was 2 plus, 3 plus, 3 plus, 4 plus with Cannoneer, I think that's almost better than accurate. 4 plus with a reroll is pretty solid. That's for a um, long bomb. That's how that's how Kemri pick up the ball, right? <laughs> that's, how, that's how Ogres <laughs> pick up the ball. Yeah. Don't mention, don't mention yeah. Kemri. Don't mention Kemri. Shh. You might be right, actually, because, yeah, starting on 2+, plus, you know, you're, Accurate's actually going to come in less often. Yeah. You're making quick passes only. I think so. Um, mm. Cloudburster is the one that stops you from being intercepted. Uh, dump Off does the Dump Off thing. Fumblerooski means you can choose to put the ball on the ground uh, during a move action, and it doesn't cause a turnover. Hail Mary Pass is the one you want if you've got a bomber. Okay, that's, yeah. that's classic. Leader very useful nerves of steel again very useful on the ball is a mixture of kickoff return and uh pass block um pass block less useful but could be useful at uh, pass it, you know what pass does running pass could be quite entertaining um, uh, i really like that skill you know i know that the nobility team generally speaking kind of sucks but the ability to do the running pass could be quite interesting for that and safe pass which is if you roll a fumble you don't actually roll a fumble you turn your actual activation ends instead which again could be yeah. useful but a fumble is now only on a minus on a natural one uh it, anything that's a less than one that isn't a natural one becomes a wildly inaccurate pass yeah okay so, so did they was that safe throw but they stripped out the interception bit and put it onto cloudburster exactly right ben. Okay. exactly right they got to this and they said ah you know what guys we've only got 11 skills and we've yeah. got 10 skills let's split up accurate and let's split up safe pass because they were just too good um i i mean if you're a if you're a thrower accurate cannoneer 
uh, Hail Mary pass, leader, nerves, on the ball, pass, running pass. Safe pass is less good, Cloudburster is less good, and Dump Off and Fumblerooski are slightly less good. But if you want a passing skill, you could take a random on this one and you'd be okay with whatever you get. But Yeah, I mean, randomly take le- randomly get leader and get a 10k reroll is pretty great you know if you get that you're going to be very happy if you want leader though it's worth saving up for i think and we looked yeah, at this exactly through loads of our team builds and it's kind of like uh yeah don't worry buy this player buy this player you take the second you just take two re-rolls and you save up for leader um yeah same so with a bomber if you have a bombardier you oh, just save, save up and get hail mary pass yeah. come on fungus flingers just just six yeah. spp <laughs> just six spp and you get their hail mary pass that's 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 right <laughs> <laughs> going to be a lot of MVP roles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, strength. We've got armbar, which is plus one to armor rolls if a player dodges away from you and dies. Oh. Ugh. Brawler. Brawler is a great skill, which is when making a block action that is not a blitz action, if you roll a both down result, you may re-roll one both down result from your block pool. Uh, I really like that skill. I, I really great. like it. I think it, it's such a clever way to introduce a skill. Sorry, I really fawn over this because I think mm. that's just... Really good design. It is good game design. It's very fantasy flight games. Like, I like it. Yeah. <laughs> not very games workshop in that regard. Uh, okay, break tackle got slightly worse. Uh, it's plus two if you're strength five or more, and plus one if you are less than strength five. So it's great for stunties. Um, it's great for stunties because they get plus one yep. to dodge in. It's, 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 but, uh, so it's fine for medium players. It's, it's bad for some of the big guys now. Um, grab can be useful. Guard is always great. Always, um, yeah. Always. Unless, you know, your team randomly rolled defensive six times. <laughs> um, juggernaut <laughs> is, you know what? Juggernaut is fine. Mighty Blow is fine to great. Uh, multiple block is not bad on a big guy, right? Multiple block is not ideal. Yeah. You make two blocks, they happen simultaneously, and your opponents both get plus two strength. So you're going to need an assist in there for a strength five guy to pull off two two die blocks, but that could be pretty sweet. Happy with that. Yeah. Um, I think multiple block is going to be amazing on the black orc team because they've got uh, they've got yeah. brawler. They take grab first. Uh, sorry, they take guard first. They've got the ability to use grab to position things, and then you just wow, do yeah, actually one block, two block, you chain, <laughs> yeah. It, chain it into all yeah. your teammates as yeah. well yeah that's why i'm so excited to play black orcs is because just with a few skills it becomes murder and then you've got yeah. some sweet little goblins running around scoring the touchdowns being all the big man <laughs> i just i'm so excited but i won't buy the models it's fine i'll wait till the team <laughs> Uh, right, multiple block is okay. Pile driver, which is the you knock a dude to the ground, then you make a foul action on them after you've already rolled the armor. So it's, it's kind of like I I I think if you want to murder stuff, this is going to be worth taking. We well, we saw it in the Blood Bowl three teaser video. We saw a Minotaur look like he used it. He like punched uh-huh. a guy down and then fouled him. It's just like oh, if you're using pile driver on a Minotaur, that is brave. <laughs> you're getting him sent off. I don't know. Well, no, because I don't think it actually counts as a foul. I think uh, I don't. Oh, think does you it get, not? No, I don't think you get sent off. Um, oh, okay, that was that. my impression because I was thinking on like a um, uh, on a pump wagon. This is actually pretty good because they're getting sent off anyway. But um, uh, eeny meeny pile driver. When an opposition player is knocked down by this player as a result of a block action or on its own uh, or as part of a blitz action, this player may immediately commit a f- right. As a result of a block action on its own or as part of a blitz action, this player may immediately 
commit a free foul action against the knockdown player. To use a skill, must be standing, uh, occupied, da -da -da, and plays prone. And the activation. Oh, no, no, you're right. It does count as a, foul, a foul action. Foul. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. You don't want this on your big guys because you get your Minotaur sent off. At first, I was thinking, yeah, your Minotaur, you know, have a go and take him out. Um, I don't know. Maybe if you've got bribes, it'll be right. Yeah, maybe. 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 Tough one. Uh, stand firm. <sighs> Underrated skill. Useful for for, for cage stopping. Always, it's just, always comes in handy when you need it, really. Yeah, it's never bad. Strong arm. Only useful for throwing teammates now. Uh, that's literally all it yeah. does. Um, if you can't throw a teammate, you get to re-roll it. And thick skull. is Thick skull is not going to be terrible. So, strength-wise, I think... I, I still... Go for it. The one I thought of, like when I first saw this, is we were discussing the fact that big guys can now get uh, SPPs for throwing teammates. So your troll, your goblin troll, needs to throw a teammate and kill a guy, and he can get a random level up, right? Your troll so, only needs to get an MVP. Yeah, or just yeah, exactly an MVP. You give it to two trolls and your bomber, and then all three of them are going to be great. Um, exactly. I mean, it's it should be two yeah. bombers and a troll, but yeah, fine. Very true. <laughs> but I, I would, on a troll, I would happily have any of these. For, you know, more expensive big guys, I might start to try and tailor it because they can also reliably kill a bit better than a troll can. Okay. But a troll, you know, if a troll gets like pole driver, that's okay because you'll have bribes on that team. You'll, you know, multiple block would be good. Guard would be great. So you know, all of these are awesome. Let's go a little bit deeper on that. So troll, for example already has mighty blow and yeah, oh we should mention they don't stack even though it says plus no, one they yeah. don't stack yeah. it's already got mighty blow already got thick yeah. skull so that's two skills there already um which you know it increases the likelihood of the other one tree men already have uh strong arm so you've got more chance of picking up those other skills arm bar is probably the only one i'd be like Ugh, that's never gonna come up every one of the other ones gives you an option even you know okay pile driver may not be great but it gives you that option that you know what if that minotaur does block another big guy and takes it out you you it might not be worth it might not be the worst thing in the world just to try that foul you know yeah. it gives you that choice so ben you are bang on when it comes to big guys three spp roll that random you know what Brawler's going to be great. Break tackle's going to help you move. Grab's going to help you do stuff. Guard's going to be great. Juggernaut's going to help you blitz. Multiple block could be really useful. Pile driver, maybe. Stand firm, fine. Strong arm. If you've got throw teammate, you will want strong arm. Like, that's just yeah. not going to be bad for you. And most of them have got thick skull anyway, so that's just a free reroll. Uh, you, you, Your quid's in here. If you've got a big guy, rolling a random yeah. strength is not bad for you at all, I don't think. Your strength four player with strength access, mm. um, they they would be less than kind. I think again, like we said, with general, is you're probably just going to want to save up and pick one. Yeah, so, more use out of it. I think I think we've already spoiled it here. So players that are uh, looking looking good for randoms, um, your big guys and your stunties, yeah. realistically, I think. Yep. Um, and people who are not looking good at randoms, uh, Soruses. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, like, just don't don't give it a go. You're gonna be disappointed. Just always think of the worst the possible outcome, not the best. Yeah, just <laughs> you want your best wait. possible outcome. Save up. Yeah, wait, yeah. wait for those six SPP and pick what pick what it is you want. Um, the good thing is those players normally don't need doubles. They're not looking for them, are they? So no, a Saurus, a Chaos Warrior, uh, you know, a Black Orc, 
They are very happy choosing a choosing block or choosing guards. Like that's fine. Um, yeah. And, you know, I just but you're not going to see uh, you're not going to see bludging black orcs quite so much, uh, which I think is I think is a really good thing. You know, because they're not going to take that random agility, which means by the time they have saved up to choose a double, they almost could have afforded two regular skills. And I'd rather have a block guard black orc than a black orc with dodge. So yeah, might see one eventually though, because like you say, you, might, you see less, well, but you you're guaranteed at some point to be able to get like you you can make it, so you're guaranteed to get dodge. So let's four. It was pretty. Yeah, are we getting too we're getting too no, deep? No, 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 not at all. I was gonna say let's let's go to our <laughs> final thoughts here. So I think you you've hit the nail on the head again, Ben. Early on, the big costs seem a bit prohibitive, but let's take that black org. Once you've got 6 plus 8, once you've got 14 SPP and it's got block and guard, why the heck not save up the next 20 SPP to get to yeah. that point where you can buy something? So let's say a uh, player going for its third advancement, once a double, it's 18 SPP. By that point, you know, you've already got everything you want and it doesn't matter, you know? There's a lot mm -hmm. of players out there that, that are in a really good spot after two skills. So if you've got a level three source, you're kind of like, uh, uh what, what do I take now? Like, what do I I'd probably break tackle, which sucks now for Saurus. It's poor Saurus. Like, I, I know. Overall, yeah. I think Lizard's got great, but Saurus development got really bad. However, block and guard on a Saurus is going to do everything you want to do, Lizard people. So it's fine. Just you and David Ike plan your fancy big guy builds. <laughs> um, yeah, so I think I don't know. What do you think about that, Ben? Yeah, I I, I think it's um, yeah, it's, we pretty much covered it. I I, I just think it, it's it's going to enable you to kind of make your team how you want, um, if you want to, or you can go random and be rewarded for it because it's half the cost. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It, it's. I just think it's really exciting. Um. We mentioned the question before at the start of it. Go for it. Do you like it? I really loved rolling a stat up on a little guy uh, randomly. I, I really loved that. Let's just roll this guy and see if he becomes anything special. No, he doesn't. Okay, never mind. I really loved that random lineman becoming Edge 4. And then you're like, oh, I've now got a star. I've got a star brewing up. And hilariously, yesterday, I was talking to the night manager at, uh, at, at, at a store and... Um, He's like, oh, you do you do Blood Bowl stuff. I saw you on YouTube. And I was like, that's amazing. Like, that's just amazing. Thank you very much. Yes. Uh, I was like, didn't know you played. And he's like, as a kid, we had this league. And we did this one thing where we had a draft like the NFL. And it was wicked. And then so it got a random stat up. And I had the Dark Elf team. And my lineman had strength four. And it was just awesome. And everyone hated him and kept trying to kill him. You are not, you're not going to get that story as often anymore. Uh, so you're not. In that regard, I am a bit gutted. You're not going to get the Edge Four, you know, strength two. It's not, it's not links. You're just not going to get that bit of amazingness. But the whole reason we like the D3 MVP Ben is because you can build your teams quicker. You, you're progressing quicker. You're progressing more reliably. And if you look at the way our league is run, where everyone's got 75 teams, like. I think it's just overall going to improve the gameplay experience and it's going to reduce broken stuff and it's going to keep things fairer for longer. And I think for the life cycle of the game, 
I do think that's that's good. I think overall it is a good change. Yeah. Have I convinced I agree. you? I agree. Yeah. <laughs> no, I, I love it. I, I, I see this. I absolutely love it. I Maybe because I've played less and I've had less, you know, um, stories, yeah. uh, anecdotes of like these crazy players. I've, I've been less exposed. But I see this as like you can form the team you want in your head. You're like, I want this team and you can make it and nothing can stop you unless it's just you know you have to kill a lot of a Death. lot more people yeah um but then that could happen more in blood bowl 2010 we don't really know yet i mean it's well it might do i mean this is the other really really cool thing is that we've oh man we love tournament builds okay and we love talking about league progression but it is all around oh roll see what you get now you've got build orders for players which is something exactly. as a as a as an RTS player in my youth, that's very exciting for me. It's like, yeah, do this, then build this, then save up for this guy. I just think it's going to be sweet, and I'll get going to get your uh, your casualties per minute up. You know, well, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I think it means that there's going to be a lot more interesting conversations. Um, yeah, and more out of the game. The game outside the game is what keeps us playing the main game. Because let's let's face it, we've played two games of Blood Bowl in six months, and we are still loving it. So yeah, the, the whole idea of having more stuff to go. You know what? I've been thinking about it, and I think it is worth taking two randoms on a Dark Elf Blitzer uh, because of this. And you're like, well, that's, that's really cool. And I have guaranteed that you know, what are we on episode 51. By the time episode 102 comes around, we would have had a couple of segments about random players, about random skills on trolls, and this is what happened and it was awesome and you know that's probably because you are the kind of person that's going to run a four troll team as soon as you can um uh, yeah really really <laughs> considering it <laughs> wicked uh ben before we move on is there anything else you think we should cover when it comes to spp systems no i think that's about it um yeah looking forward to see what people do with it yep i cannot wait and guys out there let us know what you think of this system whether you love it whether you hate it um did they move your cheese too far away or did they just take the mold off it anyway let us know and we are going to move on to the next segment So we've got the new edition of Blood Bowl. We've looked at team builds, we've looked at skills, we've looked at leagues, and uh, we are ready to give our first impressions, or I suppose it's our second, because we did that winners and losers episode, didn't we, Ben? Um, yeah, that's good fun. For the teams. And we're going to look at what we think individually, based on our own opinions. <laughs> get that in there now because yeah yeah it's, it's yeah. our opinions this isn't yeah. conclusive but we Horribly do wrong we do want to know your opinions uh because yeah ben and i've got a slightly different list here what we think the top five best teams are going to be in blood bowl now didn't set any more caveats to that but i think i have kind of based it around one million to eleven hundred i think probably maybe twelve hundred i'm looking at that league i'm not looking at well actually nurgle are amazing at seventeen hundred <laughs> good luck <laughs> good luck enjoying nurgle to that point now but yeah so this is going to be for me top five best teams initially between thousand tv and twelve hundred tv ben you're about the same uh yeah i've kind of just considered it in, in all in all, kind of factored in everything, the new SPP system, what it could potentially unlock. Um, just in my mind, what I could consider being potentially quite good. <laughs> the, the top five teams you really least want to play against, no matter what you're doing. <laughs> is probably, yeah, maybe. It's probably fair. Right, so let's start at number five. And 
Ben is starting us off, and Ben's number five team is... It's Undead. It's Undead. Um, yeah, historically a pretty good Blood Bowl team. Um, usually, you know, number one and two kind of competing with Wood Elves, you often see them. Um, they've done really well in our tournaments. Um, it's just pure solid, and I don't think they really lost anything in Blood Bowl 2020. I think they kind of only gained. We mentioned the SPPs and the big guys on mummies that they're pretty great um your mummies are going to get real scary you know you can take y your whites are going to get good we mentioned the, the the abilities to like level up your blitz as well your whites might even want to stat up they're going to become pretty scary yeah i just think everything in this team is still really good i don't think they really lost out on anything whatsoever they you know the only thing they really lost they really cannot throw but when did you ever throw in an undead team it was only like the risky stretch play when you really needed to. And the ghouls are still passing on four plus. So you've still got the option yeah. and your ghouls are really going to do the ones that, uh, that, that, that do the stuff with the balls and you've got whites as well. So Ben, I agree with you completely. And in fact, my number five is also undead. Uh, so, we didn't plan this. That's good. No, that's, no, that's, that's, good that's, that. So yeah. <laughs> for me, undead are great. They've got strength. They've got speed. They've got cheapness you, you can buy most of the stuff you can start with two whites two ghouls uh, two mummies i think i can't remember <laughs> did the video a while ago don't remember if you get two ghouls i think you do uh you, you get to start with a proper team and they can be piloted very well and if you line this team up against any team you're going to feel like it has some advantages if you line them up against wood elves this team can murder them. If you line them up against Skaven, this team can murder them. If you line them up against Lizards, it can dodge them. It can murder some others. Like this, Undead will give you a really solid brawl. They've got no downsides apart from agility 4 plus on their linemen, which they always had. Uh, so, yeah, Undead, I think absolute power team. Top 5 easily. Not the best of top five, but still better than uh, 15 plus mm -hmm. other teams. So, yeah, Undead there are a lot me. that were competing for this spot. I would say I was really debating between a few because I think a lot of teams are pretty good now. I think the top eight are actually it's a real cluster. Um, yeah, it really is. I think we're even seeing we mentioned, oh, maybe that's too spoiled. We'll talk about it at the end. We'll yeah. talk about it. <laughs> right. Okay. Let's move on to number four. Yes, yeah, so for number four, I've chosen humans. Um, pretty vanilla, I think, even in the new rules, they said they're tier one now, when they used to be a solid tier two team. They um, have. They I have. think that's pretty good, because they have a really good thrower. Their catchers are really good. Their blitzers are solid. And, and overall, the team's... <laughs> yeah, and you get four, yeah. And overall, the team's pretty cheap. They now have a halfling, so you can throw a teammate with your ogre who can, you know get strong arm really quickly if he wants to so that's a pretty solid option um yeah they've just they've just i feel like this team was already kind of the sandbox team and now they start off with better sand and a bigger box and they can just build to anything now we, we mentioned you can build the team you really want with the spp system yep i think that just gives you so many possibilities the humans you can make a real bash team if you really want it's going to be really scary it's going to undercut the cost of loads of other teams um yeah there's just there's just some really good options for these guys you're going to get your strength four a lot less often though so we mentioned your strength four blitzers are going to be awesome very much very so. rarely seen yeah and your yeah. four throwers yeah. are going to get less as well however they're already, they already throw on two plus. yeah yeah, exactly. yeah you're exactly <laughs> yeah. right so humans humans got got a solid level up um and yeah 
historically humans humans were never a gimme okay ne never once did you line up against humans thinking easy like easy no 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 no, no. humans have always been a brawl now like ben said actually their thrower got a stat boost kind of yeah you know and i i just think i think the team is going to perform a lot and it is cheap enough for you to take everything you want they are not starting out they don't start missing anything and no. it feels like they are hitting they're starting 100k above a lot of other teams it just feels that way it feels like yeah. they've got three games already under their belt they've got four blitzers you know they may have an ogre if they don't have an ogre then they've got a heck of a pass game I just it just humans are going to be a very good team and i think that's great because everyone likes humans everyone starts with humans or orcs and for humans to now be a solid team if not the tier oneest of the tier ones still earn tier one status i think and i think we're going to see great stuff from human teams so ben that is an excellent excellent pick let me consult the list to remind myself which one i went with for uh really did i really oh wow okay right my number four <laughs> is dark elves so there's going to be bias in this list so dark elves have historically been in the top three teams of blood bowl probably top one slash two okay i think they are still very 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 good and the spp system changes are going to help because like i said actually if you just save up a few touchdowns your blitzers are getting guard reliably so your dark elves got more murdery but their ability to stretch play really has lost it and they are slow I mean, they're not slow, slow, but movement six, movement seven, they've got no eight, nine um, catches. Mm -hmm. You know, they've got that. They cannot, they have to work for a turn two touchdown. Okay. They can do yeah. it in a straight line, but if you throw in some, some spread defense or something, they're going to have to blitz through that line. It's going to take them three turns to score. So dark elves are a medium speed team in my book now. Yeah. And, that is because they don't have that stretch play. Historically, you could chuck a Dark Elf, you bust through, you've got a lineman just loitering a few squares into the other side, and you've got that stretch play. You don't anymore. Only the runner is passing on a 3+, plus, which is garbage now. Uh, that's 3+, 4+, 5+, 6+. So, now, it's my number 4 team, right? You've still got a ton of Edge 2+, plus players. You've got 4 blockers. You've got Witch Elves you can buy. But you don't start off with them. And that first 1 million to 1,200, you're looking to pick up your second Witch Elf and your third reroll. okay? They are not packing the full Dark Elf punch until you hit 1,300. And without that passing play, they can't necessarily Elf themselves into success like they used to. So I love Dark Elves, and they are very cool, and they are very, very, very strong, but they are not as uber as they used to be and I'm a little scared I'm going to get stabbed by an assassin now. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. What do you reckon, Ben? Uh, I think it's a solid pick. It's similar similar reasons to humans. You know, Dark Elf team is kind of like a an expensive human almost. Because like, they have the four blitzers. They got like, don't quite have the speed of a human team. But um, yeah, they got some similarities. Um, yeah, I, I, I think it's a really solid pick. I, I think I, I, they really fought for the top five um, for, for my list. But yeah, it's it's 
I, you know, I've, I've faced against Dark Elves and they, they're always a team. You mentioned humans, you know, it's never a easy game. Dark yep. Elves is always going to be a difficult game. Um, Historically, I've yeah, always like felt like I was fighting uphill against Dark Elves. Dark Elves is always like, yeah. ugh, Dark Elves, that's going to be tough. Uh, but it's yeah. going to be tough because they always used to be able to counter the fact that their linemen move six, their blitzers, their fastest players are movement seven with the ability to chuck the ball three squares on a two plus. You know, anybody could do it. Now, nobody's doing that. Like, the best you got is three squares on a three plus, and that's if your one runner hasn't died already. So, that stretch play knocks him down a spot for me. So, Ben, who is your number three? For me, it is Lizard Men. We spoke about them a fair few times in the SPP thing because they really don't want to be getting their random skills. Um, the Edge one does hurt a lot of their options for that. Um, however, they're still movement six, strength four guys, which in a world of Blood Bowl where strength four, movement six people are going to be extremely rare, they're going to really put some work in. They're, yeah, they have stunty guys, but their stunty guys are very, very good stunty guys. Their movement eight stunty ones, like they just sort of do what other teams do better. The chameleon skinks leveled up through the roof. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. So it's just, I, I feel like this team is just going to be a real powerhouse. You can choose your skills now. So, you know, you're going to be getting your, um, your Saurus leveled up with what you want all the time. And it boosts the stunties in that regard as well. So yeah. you can save up 12 SPP easy on a uh, movement seven, movement eight stunty to get sure hands if you want it. Like you're going to get it. Yeah. Um, and and you know skinks famously score a lot yeah. like they can score pretty well so you're going to get um, touchdowns a lot so you're going to be able to grow that team yeah no i love it i think that's a very fair shout for your number three my number three is wood elves i am going there already so dark elves okay. at four wood elves at three and quite frankly it's for very similar reasons war dancers are still fantastic and when it comes to league like we said earlier save up for a stat just do it it's going to be great like just <laughs> it's just not going to go wrong they are expensive you start with nothing two war dancers two mm -hmm. rerolls is basically what you're getting maybe something else spicy but not a lot your throwing game has hurt now wood elves Oh, they can still do horrific shenanigans. They all move seven, eight. Like, this is a fast team, okay? But they are a fragile team, and they are an expensive team, and they can pull off shenanigans in the olden times, and they cannot do it now. They cannot do it. They are still a horrible team to play against, and those war dancers are going to be really tough. But once the war dancers are gone... The elf team is less good now, which is lovely. It always used to be, huh, if I've got three elves, I can still score a touchdown. Well, now you, you probably aren't going to be scoring as many touchdowns. You're not going to have those four touchdown games. It's going to be two to three touchdowns. And I think you've got a window of opportunity here to knock wood elves off. So if you ran a human team against a wood elf team, it would be a game. And quite would, frankly, more so than it used to be, especially at the, that early on. You're exactly right, Ben. That's you know? it. Quite frankly, uh, Wood Elves against humans. I'm taking Wood Elves 3 1 on that one. I don't know who the coaches are. I don't know what the roles are going to be. I don't know how many blitzes are going to get rolled. And that is another element that we haven't really touched on is that blitz. 
isn't going to carry yeah. you like it used to. <clears throat> it's not. It, you're not going to have that Man. blitz. You're not going to have that pass. They're going to have to work on a, being a fast, agile, running slash flying team. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of spoilers. My yeah, kind of spoilers. My top two because Woodhouse didn't make my list, and it was kind of yeah, your sort of roster talk and all of that. You know, it really does hurt. Like you're saying, it's you don't start with a lot. Your guys are all armors Evan. They're just going to crumble. Hang on, hang on. Yeah, you're right. You didn't. They didn't make top five for your list. They didn't make top five, oh. and I like they really considered it. I really considered it, but I just think there's yeah, they're still wood elves. They're still going to crush, especially tournaments. They're going to be awesome. Um, I just you know maybe it's out of principle. You know, it's nice to see wood elves <laughs> not be top five in something. <laughs> oh, I I completely get that. Okay, so that was our top. That was our number three, Ben. Who is your number two? I said Wood Elves didn't make the list, but other elves did. That's oh, Elven Union, so that's wow. Okay, got three elf teams. So yeah, Pro Elves, Elven Union are rated as tier two. Wood Elves are rated I at know. tier one. Ben here, going for the going for gold here with a tier two team at number two best team. Sir, explain yourself. Maybe it's optimistic, but we <laughs> we mention this a lot on the winners and losers, and. I've, I've I've sort of lit, like gone through some rosters and I've seen um, you know we were recording this not long ago the Elven Union roster video came out, um, and you can get you know where the Wood Elves start with nothing, you can do a lot with a starting Elven Union team. Yeah, yeah, you, and you they're can. they're cheaper and and cheaper enough in the fact that you can maybe lose an elf and not cry. <laughs> you know, well that mixed with the fact you're going to be scoring uh, quite a lot. You you get yes. extra gold than you used to. You do. In the same like, you know, I they're not quite as versatile as humans, but you know they start off all hatch four, so they're not going to be. And your catchers are strength three. You know, when union catchers are, you know, really deadly. And in this, when your passer is, when passing game has leveled up to an extent, and the Elven union thrower is nuts. Uh, yeah, I, I it's, think that. Uh, well, well, yes, okay. I'm. <laughs> I'm quoted as Maybe claiming that... Maybe I'm over the elf well, players. I, well, I, I got called up on it, I think, on our 2020 rosters, um, on our winners and losers thing, where I just claimed every single thrower was the best thrower in the game. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, <clears throat> the best thrower in the game, in my opinion, is coming up, but the pro-elf guy yeah. is, is right there. I mean, edge 2+, plus, pass 2+, plus with pass. Uh, movement 7? Uh, movement 6, I think the the... I think yeah, garbage. Move six on garbage, the absolute garbage piece. <laughs> Wouldn't even bother. I take a. But take it catches a with nerves and catch, you know. <laughs> but no, you're you're exactly right, Ben. So I will uh, put links in the show notes to to the the Elf um, Union starting roster. Actually, the whole playlist. The two blitzer mix. Two blitzers, one thrower, one catcher, seven linemen, three re rolls. That you get, like Ben said, you get you get stuff. Uh, max catcher yeah. build, two throwers, four catchers, five linemen, three rerolls. You're just going to have a great time. They're all going to die, but you're going to have a great time. And I think it was the next one, which I really like. Two reroll mix, two blitzers, two throwers, two catchers, five linemen, two rerolls, one box, everybody, one box of elves, 980. Uh, so you can take two dedicated fans there as well or just save up for that apothecary after game one. You get stuff. You get major stuff. And Ben, you... You're right. I, I 
die. Yeah, you don't have bludge. You don't have bludge, but you do have pretty damn good blitzers with armor eight. Oh, that will stay around. Two, touch, two touchdowns yeah. from a blitzer, and you get bludge step immediately. Um, exactly. And you, might, yeah. you know, you're leaping as well as a, a war dancer. And uh, by fourteen SPP, you can have a bludge step uh, armor eight leap war yeah. dancer. He's a bit slower, but actually that movement seven. Movement seven versus movement eight. It is a it is a big difference, but armor value yeah, seven. Eight, so, oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I was just gonna say, but armor seven versus armor eight is actually yeah, exactly. probably a bigger thing. Um, but yeah. the big thing is that those blitzers on the elf team are passing three plus. So you get yeah. up to two throwers on a two plus pass, two blitzers with three plus. So those blitzers are sweet. Movement seven, yeah. bludge, sidestep, armor eight, three plus passing, two plus agility. Um, uh, underrated, seriously underrated players there, and you get you get guard, you you can buy guard on twelve as well. Yeah, so you can. They are going to be real strong, but passing game and excitement. Elf and Uni, I think, are going to be. Yeah, I think ben. watch out. I think they could overtake Wood Elves. I think they could. I'm optimistic. Oh, it's that cost, isn't it? Like you said. You can take two war yeah. dancers, or you can take two blitzers, two throwers, and two catchers. <laughs> it's just, mm-hmm. oh man, I need to paint my pro elves. That's uh, <laughs> that's <is> brilliant. <laughs> right, my number two team is Skaven. So you guys will know that I love my Skaven as a face. I've got my gutter runner right here because <laughs> I so forgot good. to put him in the box. Uh, I love Skaven, and there is probably bias in here. But I was looking through my list and I was like, this team against this team, what do I reckon? This team against this team, what do I reckon? And, you know, historically the edge in the Wood Elf slash Dark Elf versus Skaven build uh, game has gone to the Elves because they've got that stretch play. Now, their stretch play is just as good as mine. And my players are far cheaper. Yes, the armor's worse, but my roster comes with 11 players. Four of them are movement, nine, edge, four, dodge. One or two of them are throwers who've got passing two plus. And uh, I've got two blitzers who are great. They're just human blitzers with tails. Like my team here with Skaven comes with three rerolls. It comes with four obscenely frustrating players in the gutters. And uh, my thrower is, in my opinion, up there as the best thrower in the game. <laughs> comes with sure hands movement seven yeah definitely passing two plus sure hands pass they are yeah i'm hands just down. right the elf is good because agility two plus but i mean from a statistic point of view ben picking the ball up on a two plus is worse than picking yeah. it up on a three plus with sure hands now the sure hands skill tends to i hate sure hands it's the worst skill in the game but you know statistically <laughs> better um if you want a pocket passer, technically the Skaven thrower is the best thrower in the game, in my opinion. Uh, but if you want an agile thrower, then yeah, the pro half passer probably gets you there. But Skaven have it all. I played my game. I played Skaven versus Wood Elves, and I really felt like I had the edge there, guys. And yeah, I, you know, my players were just as strong as his. They were just as fast as his. They couldn't dodge as well, but quite frankly, it didn't matter because my thrower was throwing better. My catchers were catching and running better. Uh, just Skaven have that edge, and they are cheap. They are cheap. They're, so cheap. They're yeah. human price. Okay? Well, they're not human price. Yeah. Technically, you get an extra player out of humans because they are one player cheaper. But I would rather take gutters 
and just filth yeah. my way through. Now, I actually, amusingly, I think that Skaven versus Human is a bad matchup for Skaven because humans are stronger and they can bully them because they've got the player count, they've got the attrition. But Skaven can outscore. And I think when it comes up to something like a Wood Elf versus Skaven, the attrition is going to be the same. And my ability to score is now better than Wood Elves. And I just think they are going to brew up great guard, horns, claw. Uh, and, you know, at 11.50, you get the Roger in there as well. Oh. Uh, 11.50 for a Wood Elf team, you've just about got your third reroll. <laughs> <laughs> that is hyperbole i realize that by that point you've got a thrower and a catcher as well but you know uh my rogue is going to eat them and i just <laughs> this is this is this is a power team it is the skaven master race uh yes yes we are going for it and i know that they've only ranked my second best team but i just it's a very good time to be a skaven coach it's always been a good time and i know you can't get edge five gutters and i know they don't do everything anymore but that just makes it better because it's fairer. So it's like, you know what, guys? Let's play a fair game of Blood Bowl and I'll still rat you to death. Skaven, my choice, number two. So it comes down to it, Ben. The big ones. Yeah. You go first. Who is your number one team? May as well leave it on the screen, Ben, because I put Skaven at number one. Yes! Yeah, <laughs> they really snuck forward. It was, like you said, you played against the Wood Elves and you said, you know, you think they've, they've just, they had the edge and they've they've always been really up there. Let's be honest, Skaven have been a great team all the time. Um, we've seen them be a real threat in tournaments. We've seen them win, like, leagues. Um, and they got better. They did just get better. Um I think the Rat Ogres are even more likely to show up now. You mentioned the Rat Ogre, eleven fifty. Yeah, I think there's arguments to just bring him in the starting one. Um, I mean, in your main, there's a couple of really good Skaven builds. The classic, you know, thrower, two blitzers, four gutters. I think is the better one. Yeah, but you can yeah. easily afford uh, the Roger build. I think you get two blitzers, two gutters, a Rat Ogre, and a thrower. Yeah. Uh, that's exactly. that's that's fine like you can work with two gutter runners <laughs> believe me yeah. you can work with two gutter, runners. two gutter runners and you still have more than one of them um and it's gonna yeah it's gonna hurt them. a bit more when they get killed but you know you have a right ogre to do that first so yeah. yeah i mean just so solid like all the arguments i made for elves and humans like you say i said the pro of catcher the pro of throw is great the heart of the skaven one is better i would agree with you on record for me as well, I would say the Skaven Thrower is the best thrower. Best thrower. Bubble, which yeah. is cool because he throws the ball with his tail. That's uh, pretty neat. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Rat Ogre build, 985, two blitzers, two gutters, one thrower, five linemen, three rerolls. There you go. Yeah. I, and that is scary. That Wow. Is, is it the Rat Ogre's time to shine? I mean, I know that the new wild animal, the um, always murdery skill or uh, animal ferocity or something, is going to hurt you but it, i don't know i like the idea of selling a line rat down the river to get my blitz for sure <laughs> like big guy blitz is always risky <laughs> not gonna spoil yeah. the youtube show but uh, it is always risky um when you it's i would just... sell a line rat to auto yeah. do it yeah i would too i mean i don't know like if you get spp for casualty in your own player i think you should but <laughs> <laughs> 
the arguments I gave for humans apply to Skaven and more because I think, you know, Skaven are kind of, especially at that kind of build, it's kind of like a human team in terms of the build. Your blitzers, you've got a couple of blitzers, a couple of catchers, kind of. I, I, no, they're not as advanced as Skaven ones. I really they're... wish Skaven could take four blitzers. Yeah, exactly. They yeah. would. That would be too much. Just be <laughs> over the top at that point. They would just yeah. Uh, I like the. I like everything about Skaven. They've been yeah. my favorite team for a very long time, because they're just. They're just great. <laughs> There you go. They are. They're just great. Quote, They're quote, on it. They look good. They look good. They're funny. It's yeah, it's great. All right, then let's go to my number one. And my number one is Lizardmen. So I know they appeared know on that. your list at four, I think, Ben. Five? No, five three, was on death. Three. Okay. Lizards, yes, we've gone through this episode, and yes, uh the uh, the the, the Sorii, um don't get great random skills. But as I talked about there, I'm very, very, very confident I can win a lot of games if I've got six strength four block guard pieces. If that is my flaw, this team is OP. And then you've got the Croxagore, who is just mm-hmm. one of the best big guys out there. Definitely top three. And, you know, yeah, break tackle sucks now, but that's okay because you've got six big guys in theory. Now, they are expensive. It is an expensive team, and you're either starting, I think, with six Aurus or four and a Croxagore. Okay, so you get. Okay, so let me rephrase that. You are starting with either five or six strength five, strength four or five players. <laughs> That's nuts. Yeah. In a, it, like we say, like I said before, in a in a universe where strength four players are a rarity and a luxury. Yep. That's it. Now you're going to have less rogues, and when it comes to tournaments. Tournaments are going to be 1100, 1100, 1200. You're going to get that third reroll. You're going to be able to get the majority mm-hmm. of your lineup at that point. And then you're really cooking on gas because, in my opinion, Skinks got better in general because they can now control their builds. Like you said, Ben, they can save up their SPP. You know, if you want to skink with a specific skill, you just save. They're going to get the touchdowns or they're not, you know. No more are you going to be like, oh, I've got another skink and another skink with sure feet. Like, sure feet is yeah. great, but I'd rather skip sure feet and get block. You know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or something you know? else. You know, you can take it. And then you've got the chameleon skinks who uh, win comeback player of the year, in my opinion, oh, when it comes to easily. blood Because they were pointless. They were great models, but they were completely pointless with the little Lego hands. And. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now you've got a quarterback in the Lizardman team and you've got a front line made of six big guys and 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 the best stunty players in the game they are skinks and chameleon skinks are now the two best stunty players uh i'm a big yeah. fan of snotlings but i, you I think we've had it we, yeah, we've had a discussion before with like the new stunty sort of stunty plus you know you've got these guys and you've got uh, the Black Orc Goblins, which are kind of like goblins just a bit better because they survive a bit easier. <laughs> yeah, ever like, so slightly. But these guys learn leaps and bounds over the other stunties, right? Oh. Like they're more than stunty plus. These are proper players. This is the right. Skinks have always felt like proper players. They've always felt like vulnerable yeah. players, but they have always been proper players. Dude, chameleon skinks have got passing three plus. You've got a passing three plus. This is the best passer in the game. <laughs> no, it's not. But it's it's. But look, you've got on the ball with this movement seven yeah. edge three piece. So you get three free squares of movement. Whether he's on the run 
okay so you don't have to collect the ball you don't have to move closer you can switch sides you can go wide you can sneak them into the wide zone so you've got three wide you've got on the ball so if you've got two chameleon skeeks okay you can only do it with one but you've got the potential there then where you can control the spp you can build them randomly they can get strength skills I mean, I probably wouldn't bother, but they can get passing skills. They can get general skills. So I don't think that a sure hands chameleon skink would be a bad player at all. And no. I just, oh my goodness, skinks can get, uh, <laughs> they can get everything. GPS on secondary as well. So you can have your guard skink if you want. Um, uh, so it, what it does is it means you've got one or two chameleon skinks who, who can, you've got stretch plays. You've got stretch plays. These guys have the same... If He's got better stretch play than Dark Elves. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, they're agility 3 instead of agility 2, but these guys are dodge, stunty. They're 3 plus with a reroll forever. Okay? If you're dodging into one tackle zone with a Dark Elf, they are now dodging worse than a Skink. You know, you can you can stunty your way through stuff. They've got that integral dodge. They've got a 4 plus pass. You've got muscle. You've got stretch play. And this is my number one team in Blood Bowl 2020. I think it is going to be overall the best team. But it's so close. It's it so, so close. close. I mean, let's put Undead against 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 Lizards. I think that Lizards have a bit of an edge, but it's not a gimme. It's only 5%. It's a 55. It's, it's, it's not a Brexit margin, but it's a little bit more. Yeah. You know? But, you know, you put Lizards against Skaven. That's always been a really tough matchup, but it, yeah. uh, there's an edge there to Lizards. I, got, I just. I couldn't tell you who would win in that. You know, Skaven might score more touchdowns, but Lizards are going to crush the hell out of them. Ah, in the <laughs> they wobble, might score more touchdowns. They still got. The Wobble 4 yeah. final, I can tell you that Lizards won, and it was 3 2, and it was close. And but they didn't have throwers throwing on 2 plus. <laughs> I mean, throwing is a bad idea, but you know, throwing got better for Skaven. But quite frankly, throwing got better for lizards because they don't have that stunty modifier anymore. I mean, you could, it's easier to intercept a stunty um, now because they're stunty. But that that historically, a stunty was throwing a quick pass on a four plus. Yeah. Everyone else's passing got worse, and uh, the chameleon skinks got promoted with kickoff return and agility four. <laughs> So, yeah, I think we're going to see awesome stuff from Lizards. And I think the most the most important thing to take away here is that an all-skink team is now fun. I mean, it's aggravating that you yeah. have to buy, like, seven boxes um, of, of Lizards. But an all-skink team... You probably buy boxes, just skinks, couldn't you? <laughs> well, yeah, I know, but they're smaller. Warhammer skinks. They're smaller. Yeah, That's they are. Ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> so that that is it for my number one team. Uh, so I'm very happy with our non-number ones. <laughs> I thought that was really good fun. Yeah, it's good fun making the list. But like we said, it's so close. I even said to Ben, um, I, I really want to put Goblins up there because I think they're doing really well. And we thought, nah, let's actually go for what we think our top, the top the five top, best ones the, will the be. The best teams are. Now, I think when we were chatting earlier, Ben, uh, we said that the, the pack was quite close. I actually think the teams one through three are almost inseparable. And I think four through eight, so the, the couple of ones that didn't make the list. Um, well, actually, I, I think it's really close. So you had humans and pearls on there. I can't remember which teams you didn't have on there. I think, don't know if you took Dark Elves. I had or what Pearls else. at two. 
But, oh yeah, yeah uh, there you go. Un- under, under the humans. That's but, yeah. I, mean. I think that top eight is now really close. And historically, it was like ugh, wood elves, um, and ugh, dark elves. Now it's mm, this is a game, uh, and yeah. that is a- even. Yeah, we even discussed like packed and underworld maybe squeaking into that top eight because Dude, you know underworld. Yeah, tournament wise, I think underworld are going to be great. I yeah. think league. I don't know if they're going to be as. Um, I don't think they're going to have quite the pop um, because. You only get one of each positional, and I think you're gonna. Su- they're gonna mm. be missing for some games in a tournament that's resi. It's a resurrection tournament. You're always gonna have the gutter. Uh, yeah. In a league, you're not always gonna have the gutter, so you are gonna be a little bit below the curve. Um, but on the fun scale, I think Underworld are definitely there, and I think that maybe that's what we need to do as the next top five is either the top five worst teams or the top five fun teams in Blood Bowl 2020, which might actually be the same list. Yeah. I was gonna <laughs> say, yeah. <laughs> Oh, I love it. Oh, that's brilliant. So, uh, guys, thank you very much for, for hanging with us and watching. Do let us know what you think your top five are, what you think of our top five, whether I'm right, whether Ben's right, whether we're both wrong. And um, really, most importantly of all, who is the best thrower in the game? Because uh, I'm there with the comedian yeah. skink now. Uh, <laughs> you change your mind. <laughs> and the hefty. The hefty is the best thrower in the game. Um, yeah, definitely. Absolutely yeah. love it. But we'll wrap up the show for here now. So, Ben, thank you ever so much for joining me into the chat out some blood bowl nonsense again yeah thank you looking forward to getting some games in oh man it's gonna be great and thank you ever so much for joining us we will catch you again soon